September 2nd. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. As God's partners, we, Paul and his co-workers, beg you, Corinthians, not to reject this marvelous message of God's great kindness. For God says, At just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, God is ready to help you right now. Today is the day of salvation. We try to live in such a way that no one will be hindered from finding the Lord by the way we act, and so no one can find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we try to show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in jail, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We have proved ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, our sincere love, and the power of the Holy Spirit. We have faithfully preached the truth. God's power has been working in us. We have righteousness as our weapon, both to attack and to defend ourselves. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us impostors. We are well known, but we are treated as unknown. We live close to death, but here we are, still alive. We have been beaten within an inch of our lives. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. Oh, dear Corinthian friends, we have spoken honestly with you. Our hearts are open to you. If there is a problem between us, it is not because of a lack of love on our part, but because you have withheld your love from us. I am talking now as I would to my own children. Open your hearts to us. And so that's why Paul comes to us and he's telling us um, so many different things. And it reminds me of Hebrews 12, chapter 1, where, where it says, Therefore, since we've been surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us, everybody said, let us. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially sin. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? That means there's weights that aren't sin that are holding you to the place you're in. And it says, let those weights go. He said, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before you. You got to understand when good things happen, when bad things happen, and I'm carrying all of these things and I want them to come from me and I'm getting little offenses and all of these different things that are happening in life and I don't really want them, but they're coming at me and I'm deciding to catch them. What ends up happening? I need everybody to see this. What you think you're holding is actually holding you. See, what you think is a defense mechanism for you is the very thing that's created prison walls for you. And if somebody told me to run at full speed right now, I could not run at my full speed, not because I can't run. It's because I'm holding things that hinder me from being my best. And many of you are functioning in life. And again, this is what your soul looks like. And, and, and oh my God, 
you're going to join the church and change your life and you're going to start serving. And they didn't pick you for a good service position. So now you're offended after you met God. What happens when your pain is not just from things you did in your past, but it's things that keep coming up right now and people don't see your value. Give me something big because, because I thought I would be able to, to be more and do more and now I'm offended and now you come into the house of God and you're holding stuff. And look what Paul said. He said, these things are holding you, <coughs> holding you back. And some of you are saying, well, Paul's just saying these things. He ain't never been through nothing. Paul got a past. And he has a past after he became a believer. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22. I got a paraphrase. But he starts telling everybody everything that he's been through. Because you think you have a past? Paul had a past. He said, I've been put in prison. I've been whipped so many times I can't count. I faced death over and over again. I had 39 lashes. You know the, the lashes that Jesus took? Paul got that five times. He had 39 lashes five times. He's been beaten with rod. he, rods. He was stoned. He'd been shipwrecked. He spent a whole night on a piece of wood at sea. He's been robbed. He's faced danger from people who said they loved him. Some of the disciples didn't even claim him because they thought his transformation wasn't real because he used to kill Christians and God changed his life and now they're saying this can't be real. Do you know what type of rejection you would have to feel after you have given your life to Christ and the very people that are supposed to be supporting you now are saying that what God's done in your life is not real? Do you know how much that Paul had to carry and, and had to choose to let go? It said that on top of all of that, then God gave him a responsibility to care for people in church and to build this church. And this is what helps me understand that God's telling us to release because he has something better for us than anything that we've been carrying around. If you do not let this stuff go. If you do not have the faith to believe that God's plan is better than your problem, if you do not, are not able to see that, that, that what happened to you is not a punishment, but it is a platform for God's glory to be seen in your life. If, if you keep holding on to this stuff, it will keep you from God's best for you. And there are too many people, and I'm sick of counseling them, and I'm sick of praying for people who their main issue is not that God wants to do more, it's that they won't let go. They won't stop holding. And there are relationships and people that you've been holding. And you can't even take what's good. God says, I want to do something good for you. And you're barely holding on to the good things that God has for you. But I want you to look what Paul says in Philippians 3, verse 12. Oh, no, I'm losing things. Can I have a friend that will help me keep my issues? Thank you for helping me. Stay in bondage. That's what some of y'all should text your friends on their birthday. Uh -huh. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. What happens, what happens when your pain is legitimate? My question is, is it worth it? Not is it legitimate. Because most people are like, I got a right to feel like this. Let me tell you, yes, you do. I, let me validate you for every pastor who's never said it. You sh without God, you have a right to feel how you feel and hold everything you're holding. My question is, is it worth it? And Paul decided 
that every day he woke up after God transformed his life that he wouldn't live in shame and guilt. Think about this. This man killed Christians. And then he has an encounter with God. And he has to wake up every day and choose to let these things go. He cannot focus on the past because if he focuses on the past, he'll never be able to do what God's called him to do in the future. Paul goes on to write over one third of the entire Bible and three fourths. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 uh. Because that's the only good thing that's happened to me in a long time. I'm not losing that. So I'll rearrange my dysfunction. I'll rearrange my dysfunction. And I'm spending more time, effort, and energy trying to hold on to something. And I don't even know if I can get up, but I won't let it go. I can let this thing go and be able to use my hand like it was supposed to be used. But I can't let. I only have two good things that have happened to me. So I got to. You see how foolish I look? This is how many of us look every day of our life. When God says, I have a better plan for you, I'm not letting go of my ex-husband. He should have never left us like this. And God says, stop holding him. I should have. My sister should have protected me. She saw what was happening. You don't even know what's happening to her. This battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Stop holding it. 